Hello and welcome to the G2 podcast. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Um, Those are the words that Hannah read earlier from Psalm 13. I read them more dramatically because I'm dramatic. Um, But I think as as I read them, sometimes when we read the Bible, it can be quite, we go through the motions, but those words really cries out for what David was feeling at that time, that pain and that anguish or what he was, you know, those emotions that he was going through. And we're going to start with the problem. What is it that's burdening you at the minute? What's the challenge that you're facing? What's the thing that's maybe just getting on your wick? It doesn't have to be the heavy, heaviest thing. It's maybe just that one person in work or that person in your home at the minute who's just getting on your wick. And you're like, Father, where are you in this? Lamenting is an invitation to get real with Jesus, to be honest about the things that are burdening you or challenging you or weighing on your heart. Maybe it's personal and could be anything from work being difficult or your bike being stolen or your car needing fixing to problems with your families, illness or death, problems with your physical or mental health. Maybe what burdens you and weighs on your heart is systemic problems like racism and prejudice and treatment of minority people. Maybe it's frustrations at our political systems or treatment of our environment. There's so much that it could be um, and that comes to mind, but I reckon for all of us, there's something as I've been speaking that you're like, that's what it is at the minute. That's what's like, you're stirring in me, Father. That's the pain that I'm carrying at the minute or the problem that I'm facing. Bringing this to God can be a bit like bringing a frustration to, um, to a parent or to like an adult that's maybe had quite an influence in your life. It feels unfair to be upset because they've done a lot for you and you're worried about how they might react. Will it be negative? Am I allowed to, f- to feel frustration like this, to be frustrated? Maybe as we've transitioned into adulthood, many of us have maybe had those conversations with parents where you've been like, you did this thing at this stage and actually that really upset me. And maybe you've been met by a, okay, let's have a chat. Let's have a conversation with us about this. I'm going to take a wild stab and say 90% of us in the room probably weren't met with exactly that. And it was maybe more of a, whoa, I I didn't do that. And then eventually it's maybe got to the, okay, well, we can sit down and have a conversation. And maybe when we talk to Jesus about the stuff that's burdening us or is heavy, you worry about having that kind of reaction. But Jesus jumps right to the, okay, let's sit and have a conversation about this. And I think that's the bit that I love about lamenting is at the core of it, it's conversation. That what we see in the Psalms, and I think Rob's going to bring up a couple of verses here, is a lot of them are, it's, it's conversations to God. It's listen to my words, Lord. It's questions like, how long, Lord? It's this of, how many rise up against me? It's conversations with God about the heaviness or the hardness or just the, the problem or the nagging or someone getting on your wick. It's conversations with God. And that's what we're going to start today is journeying through that conversation with him. So underneath your chairs, you will have a little piece of paper. And during this service, we're going to go through kind of the three stages of a lament. And that's problem, that is um, petition, and then we've got praise. But we're going to start today just with the problem. We're going to start with just that, that thing that came to mind whenever I was talking. Um, and we want you to write that down. Now, 
you can write this like some of the Psalms. It could be, Father, where are you at the minute? I don't know how to do this without you. I can't see a way out. Things feel dark and heavy. Maybe you want to be poetic, not quite say exactly what it is, but God knows. You don't need to put it down explicitly because he knows your heart. Maybe some of you, when I've said the word poetic, you're like, oh my goodness, this is not the service for me. I'm not creative. It's not my vibe. You can write down, work's been really hard this week. Where are you, God? Maybe you could say, this person's been really difficult. What are, what are we going to do about it? And that's what we're going to encourage you to do now. So why don't you take some time, maybe pray about it before you start writing, but just start writing what that, what that problem is that you feel you're facing at the moment. Um, in sung worship a lot of our songs are like God you're so good it's immediately like this praise <clears throat> as it should be I'd like to say that's theologically correct as it should be but it's maybe just not where we're at right at this stage because we want to go on that journey of getting to that point right now what we're sitting in is some of the challenges the moments where it doesn't necessarily feel like God's sitting with us so it maybe would feel a bit unnatural if we sang something like that and we're going on a journey of what that looks like as, as a worship team and as a worshiping community. What does it look like to corporately sing about um, some of the challenges? So what we're going to do today is we're just going to spend some time kind of sitting with the Spirit. We're going to sing out prophetically. We're going to maybe spend a bit of time around some of these psalms, singing out some of their words, because I think when it comes to things like this, what we need to do is just turn to Scripture in all that we do. So we're just gonna sit, we're gonna sit with scripture and we might sing some of it out. Um, so I wanna invite you to stand if you feel able, to, to join with us, to maybe put out your hands. It might be that we just sit and there's some beautiful acoustic music in the background. But why don't you bring whatever that thing was that you've written down in your piece of paper to God? Why don't you say, here I am? In fact, let's all just stand together. Put out, if you feel able to put out your hands and just say, Father God, here I am. Come and meet me in my honesty. Here I am.
Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. So we are now going to petition for what we want to see change. So this is prayers where we are still honest but saying, this is what we want to see happen, God. And um, there's a few examples from uh, Psalms. Um, Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. It's pretty dramatic, that one. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. And Lord, do not forsake me. Do not be far from me, my God. Come quickly to help me, my Lord and Savior. And what I notice when I look at um, these sort of prayers of petition is there's not a lot of pleas. There's quite a lot of just saying really honestly and raw, like in a kind of a raw way, what we want. Just look on me and answer. Do not forsake me. And so we're going to write the next bit of our own personal psalm now and we can like just like the first section if you can do this in a poetic way you can kind of use language of psalms or you can just write you know very straight up what you want to see happen so if you want to get your pens and paper we'll just spend a minute doing that let's have a little think about what do you want to see God do here what change do you want to see happen is it a change in you is it a change in your circumstance what are you asking for and let's write that down I think for a few of us in the room today, there might be um, some disappointment and we might be asking for something that we've asked for lots of times before. And, um, and while asking, we're also holding that disappointment of, but, but you've not, this hasn't changed in the past. And so I just want to encourage you, I guess, if that's you, that that's really brave to ask for that again. And there's no guarantee that that there will be the change, but it's really biblical to bring that disappointment to God and to keep asking. And so what we'd love to do now is to pray in pairs. Um, now, you might not want to like share what it is you've been asking for, but we all know we've all been on this same journey of bringing something to God and then asking for a change so as we just pray with the person next to you our prayers can be very simple we can just say I'm standing with Megan and I'm praying God for the thing she's praying for and I'm asking you for it that's that's all we need to do we don't need to find out everything that's going on in someone's life there's also a sense that some of us might need to get on our knees. So if, if, if you've been feeling like, I just want to get on my knees, then during this time, that's totally fine to do that. That's also really biblical. Maybe you don't want someone to pray for you, but maybe you just want to get down on your knees. If you want to get into the middle where there's rugs, that's fine. But if you just want to get on your knees and, and kind of plead for this, 
then that's totally fine. We're just going to spend a few minutes, so praying with the person next to you or praying on your knees if you feel like that, that kind of sense of doing that. I feel like um, the Spirit's quite heavy here today and that maybe some of the things that we're talking about or we're journeying through feel heavy and I don't want to like rush us out of that because I think it is because I think for some of us in the room this is the first time that we've spoken to God about about what that thing is that this is the first time that we've we've let him into this this space it's the first time that we've maybe surrendered to him in a way to say God I want breakthrough and maybe for some of us, it's even a prayer that we've prayed a hundred times, that we got to the point of going, oh, you know what, it's just never gonna, it's never gonna happen. And that actually to, to allow faith in, to say, well, maybe it will, feels really challenging within itself. I really wanna acknowledge that before we move to the next bit. So Father, would you hear our prayers? Father, would you hear our pleas? Thank you that you listened to us and that you draw near. Amen. So now we're moving on to some praise. Because what I love about, about these Psalms, about the laments, is that it always gets to a point and it goes, Yet I will praise you. Yet you are good. Yet I will praise you. I've been um and I think there's a big, a big bit of that as well. It's not that he's gone, here's the problem, here's my petition, and then, you know, it's three weeks later, God's answered it, and he's like, I'll praise you now. It's actually in the midst of this struggle and hardship, I will still praise you. Um, I've been listening to a Bible in a Year podcast at the minute. Um, Liz is laughing because she knows all about it because I talk about it every time I get home. I kind of just clicked on the first one that I found on Spotify and it turns out it's, it's a little Catholic priest from America. And, um, but we have a great time every morning. The episodes are like 17 minutes. He reads the Bible to me. I'm having a ball. Um, but last week, er, well, the other day, he spoke a little bit about Job 
And it's the bit where Job's friends come to him and they try to give him solutions and they're like, what about this, Job? What about this? And he's like, Job just wanted his friends to sit with him. It's like he didn't need solutions. He didn't need answers. He just wanted someone to come and sit with him in his grief. And um, he had spoken a bit about uh, in Genesis as well. And he was like, what we want is God to just come and sit with us. He goes, we want his presence far more than we want anything else. We need his presence far more than we need anything else. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, want, I want the presence of God more than I want all of these things answered or solutions for them. I want him to just come and sit with me and, and be with me and draw near. And that's where we kind of give praise. I think when I was thinking about this as well, you'll have to bear with me. I'm kind of rambling a wee bit, but these are like my thoughts as I was thinking about this. Was um, There was, uh, there was a, Jew, a Jewish theologian and he talked about um, during his time in Auschwitz, they put God on trial. And they were like, where are you, God? Because you're not here. And they like, you know, we're having this conversation about, is he still with us? And they kind of get to the end and they're like, the, the answer is no. And then there's this really interesting bit where someone goes, well, what do we do now? And they go, well, we pray. And I think for the Jewish faith, that maybe means something else. But for me, when I read that, what I'm struck by is that sometimes in our feelings, we can feel like, God, I, I, I don't know that you're there. I'm not sure what's going on. But the solution is to go to the scriptures, which tell us that he is there, that he is with us, that he is consistent, that he will fulfill our promises and to go, OK, Father, would you draw near to me? I'm going to keep praying and I'm going to keep persevering because I know the truth that's written in the scriptures. We, there's like that verse in Exodus 34, 6. It says um, that God is faithful, that he is abounding in love, that he is compassionate and he is slow to anger. And I think when we go to praise, it's not to say, God, you still love me or God, I love you. I think we need to really draw on that truth that's seen throughout scripture. Of, God, you're slow to anger. You're abounding in love. You're compassionate and you're faithful. And I give you thanks because no matter what's going to happen in this circumstance, you're with me. Um, so what we want to encourage you now is to write that part of your lament, to write that praise. And maybe that praise will feel hard. For some of us, that praise will feel really joyful. Whatever that looks like for you, let's, let's write it down. Let's, let's still give praise to our Father in heaven. Amen. Um, the band are going to keep playing a little bit. Um, and... I put this in the plan and I, when I said at the time, I thought, oh, it might be a bit risky. We'll see what happens. Because what I'd love to do is to invite people to come and share that final snippet. Not the whole thing, just the bit that gives praise and glory to God. So like mine, I'll, re I'll read mine because you have to practice what you preach, don't you? I will praise you for you, oh God, are compassionate and gracious. You're slow to anger and abounding in love. You do not leave me or forsake me. You're always with you me I will praise you all the days of my life I want to come I want to invite you to come up and share if that's something you feel able to do to just encourage us with the truth of who God is yet I will trust you yet I will praise you you are king forever and ever you are a good father you will not forsake me You are my hope, my rock and my anchor. You are my strength and my shield. You're faithful and your ways are just. Isn't that good? I'll make sure I don't read the wrong bit. <laughs> Tell you 
all my problems. Uh, mine says, I trust in your faithfulness and know that you see me even in my darkest moments. Truly you are worthy of all the praise and adoration for the marvelous love you have shown us through the sacrifices you have made. Amen. That's so good. Father, we thank you that you are good, that you are gracious and compassionate, that you're faithful, that you are a God that keeps your promises, that you are a God that has made your promises, that you will keep your promises, that your promises will happen or are happening because they'll happen either this side of eternity or the next, that you've already fulfilled them. So Father, would you draw near to us throughout our week, throughout our lives, throughout this moment, would you be near us? Because we want your presence more than anything. Thank you. 